Yeah. Previously on the Black Tribbles. Back where it all began. To make it official and to anoint you forevermore now as Lionel Tribble. If you could if you could please just take the Tribble Oath of Allegiance. Okay. 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 So, so just stay tuned. Master Tribble is gonna he's gonna lead you. Okay. So all you have to do is raise your right hand to Stan Lee. Oh yes. And your left hand to DC. <laughs> and then repeat after me. How can I hold the phone? Okay, I got it. I got the shoulder. You can work it out, Lionel. All right. I got it, man. I am a triple furry. I am a triple true. I am a triple furry. I am a triple true. From the way I roll to the way I coo. From the way I roll to the way I coo. So shall it be said, so shall it be done. Welcome, Larry Penny, Lionel Triple to the Nation. Stand and be counted. Your application's in the mail. We wait for your paperwork. Hey, we got no application. We are totally waiving his application and all his paperwork. <laughs> yes, he is in the cheese in the triple nation. Thank you all so much for making me a triple and for being fans of Thundercast and keeping the code of Thunder alive. And thanks to all you fans. We love you. If it wasn't for you, I'd, you know, be washing cars or something. Which is nothing wrong with that, but I'm glad I'm not. And uh, just remember the code of Thunder. And uh, I love you. Thunder. Thunder. Thunder, Thundercats. Oh! Yeah. Good night. Oh my God. Thank you, sir. That was beautiful. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. All right, and, and Kennedy? Yes, sir. You got my number now. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. Take care, you guys. Thank All right, you, you too. Peace. All right, bye-bye. Oh, my goodness. I, it was so awesome. I oh, put his number oh, my right God. in my bra. I'm in your It is your black triples. Seven is a number, both prime and divine. Seven yeah. is a number, both prime and divine. Seven is a do. number, both prime All and divine. Seven is a number, Check both prime and divine. United like the Justice League, three unlimited, five transformed into seven. Magnificent amalgamation, Super Saiyan, we ain't playing. 106.5 is the radio station. Triple Nation is the name of the tribe. 610-267-215. All around the globe in every area code. Online, on air, whatever the mode. Days and nights, live or recorded. Listeners reported with the rawness. Keeping it flawless like a Batman plan. Jedi flips over Spider-Man handstand. Peace to every geek we stand for. From Kronos to the bottom city of Candor. We about to catch wreck. Turn up your set, black triples on deck. Y'all know what time it is. Black triples in your area. Let's go. And the masters of the universe. I am Adam, Prince of Eternia, defender of the secrets of Castle Grayskull. This is Cringer, my fearless friend. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to me the day I held aloft my magic sword and said, By the power of Grayskull! Mighty Battle Cat, and I became He-Man, the most powerful man. 
three others share this secret. Our friends, the Sorceress, Man-at-Arms, and Orko. Together, we defend Castle Greyskull from the evil forces of Skeletor. from the beautiful studios of WPPM 106.5 FM Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and kittens, children of all ages, put your hands together for another brand spanking Saturday morning summer edition of Black Tribble I heard Kennedy Oh my gosh Turn your, turn your mic down or your headset Oh, huh? <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> are these mine to use? Yes, they are yours okay. to use. I didn't know if these belong to somebody else's. They are fancy. They are. My name is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. And as always, I'm joined in this lovely studio by... Yo, what up? It's Kennedy, also known as that Mikey Chick, also known as the Storm Tribble, also known as Mjolnir Tribble, also known as that one. Hi. Hi, Kennedy. Hi. That's it. That's all I got. I feel less pressure. <laughs> I feel less pressure because Randy's not here, so I don't have to drop like significant bars. Nope. That's it. Just me. Hey. Hey. What's up, people? It's your friendly neighborhood comic and coffee slinger, the blonde bombshell herself, your uncanny triple, a.k.a. Amalgam triple, a.k.a. Bruce Leroy triple. Showed up. In the building. In here. I'm here. You made it. I made it. Me too. Yay. High five. <laughs> <laughs> and what to do y'all you know rocking behind the camera right now with facebook live step one. oh well, hey hey yeah we look good is that swole brother number one hey that boy broku super saiyan dribble in the building what's popping we are streaming live and direct on phillycam.org slash listen you can also check us out 
on your radio stations on WPPM LP 106.5 FM. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We're also streaming out on YouTube. Go to blacktribbles.com. Or you can go on YouTube. You can find us. Yeah, there's a YouTube camera. It's Saturday morning summer, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be talking. You heard the music. He-Man. Thundercats. Snarf, snarf. (laughs) It's going to be going down all night. And this edition of Saturday Morning Summer was brought to you by none other than... Philly Cam residents themselves, ladies and gentlemen. They are one half of the Broad Street Line radio show and podcast, and they are jointly the creators and hosts of the Jean Appetit podcast, which is going to be holding things down at the Philadelphia Podcast Festival this Sunday afternoon at Tattooed Moms and the Black Tribbles are going to be holding it down with them. Put your hands together as they say, show your love for Roy and Chanel Burton! What do you do, baby? Hello. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I have. I feel so like... I don't know. All those... I can't keep up with that. (laughs) What's up, people? I'm feeling good. How are you guys doing? Good. Yeah, good. Good. good enough 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 gummies. Everybody got enough gummies? Hey, 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 listen. <laughs> I had a few. <laughs> <laughs> Dante knew what he was doing, just leaving I know you on, leave the table. on the table. And like, I know you what like, am I supposed to do? <laughs> oh, you asked. That's sweet. Well, you know, I don't want to be in hands and bed. Like, I have actually smacked people's hands for touching oh, excuse me. my food or trying to, so I respect that. Like that's a one uh, my friend and I went to Ireland when I turned thirty and one of the stories that they like to tell is how when a waitress went to take my plate, I actually smacked her hand. But it was like a reflex because it's like, <laughs> what are you I'm eating? Like, I'm a big girl. I finish my food. Like, you know what I mean? Like, my grandmom taught me that. Like, in our house, you couldn't even get anything to drink unless your plate was empty. So I eat first and then, you know, I partake. But I was like, uh, like, there's still food here. What are you doing? Yeah, they just was, they kept reaching. And it, it happened multiple times with this one lady. I did actually make contact. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was like, I'm sorry. Note to self. <laughs> Leave our real plate alone. Yeah, I don't like that. Mm. Don't it like only it. looks like bones. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not done. Mm, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, so for, for people just tuning in, Roy and uh, Chanel, give them the 30-second pitch. Roy, let's hear from you first. Give them okay. the 30-second pitch on the Broad Street Line. Broad Street Line every Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern, right here on 106.5 FM, WPPM LP Philadelphia. We, uh, we call ourselves a future of sports talk. We kind of do a little bit different than the stuff that you hear down the dial on other sports radio stations. We have guests, but, you know, we just come in, we get our jokes off. You know, we do our thing here in the, in the Philly Cam Studios. It's a, it's a good time. It's a good time. You know, we, we try to kind of bring a mix of uh, the, the sports and everything else outside the, the sports world as well. So come on, uh, tune in. Again, Saturday, 10 a.m., Broad Street Line. And Jean Appetit, what is exactly the Jean Appetit all about? So Jean Appetit is a weekly podcast that we do. We're not as consistent <laughs> as the Broad Street Line. So we generally try to post every week. And what we do is we talk about the food in and around Philadelphia. We'll go to different restaurants. 
let you know our opinions and our takes on those restaurants. We keep you up to date on any food festivals coming up, any type of food events. And we give you our opinion on whether or not we think it's worth attending. And we get these jokes off on there, too. I do. <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah. Is that what, what you think they are? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Gosh, it's a little early for fireworks. It's like 9-12. It's like, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a reflex. I can't help it. Yes, it's a married couple in the building, ladies and gentlemen, in case you couldn't tell. You could not tell. Now, I remember um, the last time we had spoken with you two, you were giving us the heads up on um, cool places to get cheesesteaks. True. And you told me about Cleavers. I did. Downtown. I did. And then, then I know you went, and then I know I talked to you in the hallway out here because I heard that it wasn't quite as good as we remember. No. Well, I liked it. Okay. I okay. enjoyed it. Okay. You know, it, it doesn't top what I However, think is the best. It's not Max's. Okay. Hello. Okay. But it was good. You know, I couldn't knock it. If I was downtown, that's that would be my cheesesteak of, of choice. But you were telling me, like, yo, they actually slipped a little bit. Yeah, they're not as good as they used to be. Uh, my number one cheesesteak in Philly right now is Delisandro's. But Cleaver's is very good. Actually, a place in the board, some Marino's. They're pretty good as well. I don't know if you guys have been to DeBoer's, the new uh, food court over Somebody told me that there's a new one. Marino's is pretty good. Marino's is a good set. If you're around here, you know, like uh, before the show or whatever, stop over Marino. Well, like, they don't pay us. So. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're around, maybe you can try it. It's fine. Whatever. It's like I'm, not, I'm not giving them free advertising. <laughs> That's fine. That's yeah. fine. So, but you're, you're a devotee of Delisandro. They're, they're number one to me right now. Those times was good. I'm not. Yeah, I'm, yeah. but but I know your your team Maxis. You know, we still we gotta have the outing. We gotta have the, the taste test. I know we, you gotta, know? Do the we gotta do the taste test. I want to come because I actually have questions about Maxis because I heard in a movie theater randomly that Maxis wasn't good. Ooh. Ooh. What? Ooh. That's somebody having shade. No, no yeah, I'm about like, to say, no, I don't know who that is. No, like, for Communist. real, like, I, and mind you, I was watching this, I was watching it in Philly, so it was a person who has the right to speak. I was at the Creed, the first Creed, where. Um, Tessa Thompson takes him to yes, he takes to Max's, to right, Max's. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. and the lady, the chair over from me was like, them nasty blank <laughs> she just said it like so black ladyish under her breath and I I was like oh, okay, noted. So like to this day I've never been to Max's because that lady said and cause she, I don't know, so I that was what I thought. I've never had a bad cheesesteak from yeah, Max's but now what I will say Depending on the time of day when you pull up at Max's, I was about to say it depends on who's on the shift. Oh, you gotta look. Okay, well, just like just like at gyms, not to cut you off, Len. When there when that line starts to wrap around the building on South Street, don't go in there. Yeah, yeah, because they're just moving it at that point. They're not. They're not. They're not taking the time. They're not putting the love in that they ought to be, or like at least that they usually do. And I feel like Max's can kind of get that way as well, depending. What time of day and and who's, and on, who's the line. on the grill? Yeah. Well, so it's, it's one of those places where if it's not the right person there, you leave. I have those places where I walk in, I'm like, who cooking today? I'll mm-hmm. be back. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Max's is definitely like that too. But what I was also going to say that at Max's, depending on what time of day and what day you go, it may not look like the safest place to walk into because Max's is right on the right on the corner. It's oh, got I know a, where that is. I get my hair done there. Yeah, so, <laughs> I be I be down there. See, they know me over there. They know me. They they know me over. Oh, oh, you mean where I came in? I'm like, listen, I'm just, I'm just, I don't have any problem, but I could see somebody be like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, you know, nah. you know, but it, it, I've never had a bad cheesesteak from, from 
Max's. I love Max's. But, you know, but this is not the cheesesteak show. No. This is not the cheesesteak show. We're talking about Saturday morning, uh, summer, we're t- talking about, even though we're going to be focusing on two shows tonight that were not part of Saturday morning, but because of their inception, they kind of like changed the whole landscape of cartoons, uh, He-Man and Transformers, when both shows hit. But before we do that, we have to, as always... Thundercats. Thundercats. I did say Transformers. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thank you. Uh, But before we do that, we'd like to talk about some of the news that has dropped and has been big news that dropped coming out of San Diego Comic-Con. I don't know if the Burtons are are huge followers of of this type of stuff. No doubt. But I'm sure Kennedy probably was very excited. Well, okay. <laughs> Maybe not. Of course, I perhaps spoke too soon. Um, when it was announced that Mahershala Ali, Mahershala, and him too had <laughs> his cousin, basically went to Kevin Feige at Marvel and said that I, two-time Academy Award-winning actor, want to play Blade, and Kevin Feige said, okay. And thus, it was a franchise was reborn under the Marvel banner. Blade will be coming your way probably within the next about two to three years because they got to move down the line. But before Kennedy goes into her tirade, can we just recognize (laughs) how like thorough you have to be to be like, yeah, that's I'm playing that. And people just being like, all right, like I want to have that kind of pull one day. Exactly. That's what man said. I'm that's my role. And they were like, yep. Yep. But go on, Kennedy. Unleash the Kraken. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Whatever. Cool. Good for him. That's that's definitely. But don't you like him? Didn't you? Didn't yeah, you like his Cottonmouth? I did. And you so, like and you loved him on House of Cards. Sure. So, but but you're not excited about this because I, I just I saw Blade before <laughs> several <laughs> times. In fact, I'm good. You know, I'm I'm, I'm good. It's cool that it's happening. Um, and all of that, I'm not sitting here, I don't have anything negative to say about it. I'm just not. Well, I think it's the, cool. The, the age of getting excited about comic book characters and things from your childhood, getting like big budget mainstream movies is over now because it happens all the time. I feel like once you start, I never, ever, ever, ever thought that there would be a Captain Marvel movie. And by Captain Marvel, I mean Shazam. Because that's like <laughs> that's like a crate one. You know what I mean? Like right. most mainstream mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. don't even know about Shazam or Captain Marvel or Black Adam. You know what I mean? So once that got, gets made into a movie, while the fan side of me is like, dope, that's cool. The other side of me is like, okay, I guess we just, we doing everything out here. So it loses a bit of its... Uh, Luster. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yes. Is it cool they're making another Blade movie? Awesome. Is it great that Mahershala Ali is Blade? Cool. Um, so what? <laughs> well, I think it's Marvel cool cranks out like 35 movies a week now. Like, I'm but not if even... they're bringing him, if they're remaking, and, and and hopefully it's not a remake. Hopefully it's just a Blade story. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. But but redoing that now means we might see him in more. You know what I mean? I don't know. And I just I think that's kind of dope to because even though that it did happen already, you know, Marvel made that, you know, years ago. Well, but, New Line made it. Well, yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. Well, 
But well, but still, that's still not something. Marvel ain't had no money when that right, movie right, happened. Right. Well, yeah, <laughs> that was before Disney money. Now, now Marvel got all now the money. Long. Yeah, Disney got all the money. And I'm like, okay, what? So that drastically changes the caliber of the movie that it has the potential to be. Right. right. When mm-hmm. you get all that kind of resources behind it, the sky is the is the limit yeah. and beyond. Infinity is beyond. Yeah. But <laughs> my point is, who's to say that that's what Blade needed? Right, like we want reboots, we want remakes of things because there was something that couldn't be done at the time. Whether it was special effects, whether it was whatever story that we've been trying to tell forever and couldn't tell until whenever time. You know what I mean? Like there's a multitude of reasons of of things that we'd want to see done differently in the event that a reboot is possible. And I I don't know if I if I need anything else from Blade. Like I needed Trinity not to happen. That's what I need. <laughs> yeah. From Blade, you know what I mean? The first one, the second one was dope, and I, I'm content now. But again, if it's a dope movie, awesome. It deserves it. But I'm also not like, gosh, I can't freaking wait. Holy shit. How did you feel, Roy? I, you know what? I'm here from Remy Denton playing Blade, and I'm here. I never go to the movies. So I'm here for another tentpole picture in February, because this needs to be in February, where I can go and make a plan. 2021, I'm going to go see Black Panther 2. 2022, in February, I'm going to go see Blade. These are the only times I ever go to the movies. I'm excited about this. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know about you. I'm here from Remy. Go ahead, Chanel. Uh, when I saw it was announced, I think I feel the same way that you do. I don't, come on. I, no. You, you know what I said. I, Cindy Dean I, is, wasn't going to come back to play Blade. Like, we're not getting another <laughs> Wesley Blade. This is good. But I didn't expect another Wesley Blade. I thought it was just done, and it was yeah. good, and I was done, and it was over. I don't well, care well, to see this. Two, I probably won't go to see it. He'll probably be on his own in I'm going. February or I'm whatever. Going. I'm going to those, I have no those, desire the to nice see chairs, it. the recliners. Go. I'm going to that uh, one. You know? <laughs> She's like, okay, boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> you like Blade a lot. I did. You really like Blade. I really liked Blade, but I don't <sighs> care about this. I really, I can't bring myself to I'm out. We out here, man. I'm in the parking lot. <gasps> I just like, feel like, well, I feel like I'm looking in a mirror because <laughs> I thought I was the only nah, one man. who didn't I'm, buy I'm, in the I'm hype. Gonna get, I'm going to get those vampire fangs, like the Halloween Jones, and be in the parking lot and drink. Like, No, he's not. I might. No. Well, I might. I'm well, I'm excited about it con- considering one how long ago Blade was and it, it is right rightfully well remembered, especially the first two movies, yeah. not the not the third one. That never happened. Um totally happened. Uh, Own it. Th- but <laughs> but it's rightfully w- well remembered for for what it is. I'm excited because um one in their search to try and find especially with the explosion of Black Panther looking for other characters of color that they can throw up onto that silver screen. Right. You know, um, Blade was a prominent one just sitting out there um, waiting to come back under their fold because mm-hmm. as we mentioned, it was under New Line at the time and, and, you know, back when they were just selling off properties. So it's nice for them to be able to bring him back under his fold, give him, you know, the, the budget and the, the grandeur that... To be fair, the the character probably didn't warrant when, right. when Wesley Snipes did it, but because of what Wesley Snipes did with the character, now the character definitely warrants it. And I also, because of uh, Mahershala Ali, because of his prominence in Hollywood, um, I feel that he'll probably definitely be able to dictate who directs it and also make sure that, that's, that this movie pays finally proper respect to Wesley Snipes for being the catalyst that really kicked off 
everything yeah. that came in its wake. So for that reason, I'm excited to see what Blade does. I'm excited about it. Okay. <laughs> I w- I'm, I'm not going to say I am excited, but I do want to see it. I'm not like, I wasn't really jumping out of my seat for any of those announcements. No, no, I can't say I was jumping out of my seats for anything. You, you know, well, I, no, I'm not going to lie. Him walking out there, hearing that he walked out and like he was going to be Blade, I was like, well, I think that's I more that. the swagger of it. Well, yeah. I mean, like that, it was yeah. like, you just, you know what I mean? Just, but not yeah. so, you know what I mean? It's just not that, um, it's more how how it happened than true. that it's happening. True, true, um, But there was a lot of news that came out. I mean, some of the news you, you kind of already knew, you know, there's going to be a Falcon and Winter Soldier thing on um, happening with Anthony Mackie. The Black Widow movie is happening. The Eternals is happening. I'm, I'm happy for the Eternals to see Brian Ty, Brian Tyrese. It's just he's like getting all all of all the movies that Samuel Jackson and Idris Elba aren't doing. Brian Tyrese <laughs> is, is finding his way in, into them. So I'm happy for that. So I'm glad I, I was I was cool to see that. I was very happy to see that Tiana Paris, who we last saw in If Beale Street Could Talk. Um, and who was the star of Spike Lee Chirac um, is actually going to be part of the WandaVision television show. She's going to be playing Monica, Ram- a grown-up Monica Rambeau. So I was excited about that because I like her as an actress. Um, and I think she was also in, um, I think she's in Dear White People as well um, on Netflix. Um, so, so, so that was, so that was kind of cool. I'm, I'm gr- and I was excited to see the cast for Shang-Chi that movie um i'm just happy to see it like all these people of color getting some marvel money because that marvel mm-hmm. money go a long way long you know so I'm, I'm i'm very happy to see that so it was kind of it was, it was it was dope time it was dope time though in front of the in front of the computer screen when the, all that hit the most that i was excited out of uh san diego was they finally give us like a release date for the steven universe movie ah, i saw the trailer oh my god that trailer steven's got a neck I know. The baby's growing up. He had a whole neck. The baby's growing up. Him's, him's got him's own neck now. And him's got a jacket and him's wearing khakis because him's grown up. But he still got no flip-flops on. I mean, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a beach. You see his father? <laughs> I did, but it's like, Steven, I'm going to need you to change your shoes sometimes. Your boy, your boy Flip-flops saved. are not always appropriate. Listen, Steven. He's on the beach. Steven has done. His- He's not always on the beach. Sometimes he on the boardwalk. Okay. He's been to <laughs> space. Sometimes he's, he's been to other house. planets in them flip flops. Right. Yes. That's crazy. If they're good enough, they good enough for other planets. They good enough for. Hey, listen. <laughs> so I was I was hype about that. When when did when uh, when is it supposed to be released? September second. That yeah, that's I believe. Right. Now have they have they announced that this is act like this movie will be the like the capper to the whole thing. They haven't said that. They've said that there's a, a time jump. It's like a solid two years in the future. Right. Um, and just when we thought everything was cool, here comes somebody else. So it's like bringing up all these other questions. Like wh- how I really thought that this was like the end of the last season could have been the end of the series and everybody would have been happy. Things would have been wrapped up. Right. Yeah. It could have posed some, some questions, some but... cool spinoffs maybe, but wildly it was really well done the way it was wrapped up. So them bringing in a new character here is going to be like, I don't know what's happening and I don't care. Watch it because I thought we was it. So I'll take an hour, an hour and a half special, however long you know, they're, they're planning for it to be. I'm here yeah. for it. There you go. Steven Universe in September. 
And we got the see the Picard trailer, which everybody is all jazzed about. Yeah, and I was that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, that looked yeah. dope. Um, yeah. I was citing news about Star Trek Discovery. I finally found out exactly where they're time jumping to. So I'm a huge fan of that. Star Trek is getting another animated series, uh, Star Trek Lower Decks. Oh. Hmm. You know, looks kind of cool. Apparently it's supposed to be a comedy. It is going to be a comedy. Really? It's going to be a comedy. I, I, I have a funny feeling. Huh. I, I mentioned this on another podcast. I, I have a funny feeling they're going to take a cue from um, the Orville, which surprisingly is a good show. Um, that's a, a set, certainly a more lighthearted take on its homages to Star Trek, but gets serious when it needs to be mm-hmm. and, and ask some really deep questions with some of his storylines. And I got a funny feeling that they're going to, that's the cue they're going to take for this animated um, Star Trek show. That I believe Jerry O'Connell is going to do uh, the lead voice. Oh, oh it's been a God, minute. He's so, like, he's universally bay. Like, I have not, he hasn't aged, he's like, he has aged pretty well, I think. <laughs> he looks real good, bro. Like, he could, st- like, I could still, they could bring sliders back. Like, that's how good he looks. Like, it doesn't even, like, oh, of course he kept that well. He's been bopping in about a time for the past 20 years, apparently. I don't know how long it's been since. Ooh, Jerry O'Connell, Lord have mercy. Okay, I didn't think that that was going to <laughs> I forgot all about him. His cute little face. Remember when he was on Stand By Me? And the- <laughs> little chubby yes. boy. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, Picard. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just saw Picard in Dunes. I'd never seen Dunes before. I watched, First of all, I was like, what is going on here? But then everybody who's ever been in anything sci-fi was popping up. Yeah. Uh, Quantum Leap. Right. Uh, dude from Quantum Leap, um, Captain Picard. I was like, okay, dudes, I'm gonna have to revisit. Sting was in that. Gordon Sumner, from Sting and the Police. Oh, yeah, he was in that too. He's a lot of and oh, what's his face? Uh, a guy from the only thing I really remember. The first thing I saw him in was the Flintstone movie. Um, Kyle McLaughlin. Kyle McLaughlin was in Dune oh, as well. Whoa. Wait, who was? Oh, he was the boss. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Wasn't he also in that that weird? He was in Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. I was at that weird that, show. That was the show that put him on the map. Yeah. It, it was that I could not make it through. I was like, this is crazy, and it keeps going. What Dune? No, Twin Peaks. Oh, Twin Peaks. I say, oh, yeah. No, no, Dune was a lot going on, and I was like, I have to come back because I thought I was putting on something light. And no. I was like, oh. no. I was like, there was a whole lot happening there is in that movie. There's nothing light about Dune. Is some all the way heavy, like. Dune is any given fantasy movie from the 80s. It's very never-ending story-ish, kind of kind of um, labyrinth-esque, you know what I mean? But it's heavier, like Dark Crystal, mm-hmm. and deeper than all of that together because of how just, oh my God, it's consuming. I've never read the books. Like, that's how thick I always felt that movie was. I was like, if this is the movie and it's this complex, I don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> Not ready for them books. Yeah, a lot of people, um, they've been trying to remake Dune for years, and they just can't get the alchemy right. It's a lot. Um, another thing, another piece of news before we get into our Saturday morning summer, I think we should uh, pass on uh, and speak about for a couple of minutes, is the passing of Rutger Hauer. Oh, my gosh. The actor Rutger Hauer, who passed away on July 19th. Um, he was uh, a Dutch actor, writer, environmentalist. In fact, in 1999, he was named the best Dutch actor of the century um, by his by his homeland. Um, he is 
He's known for a lot of roles. He was in Nighthawks, The Osterman Weekend, The Hitcher. Um, but most people remember him as the role of Roy Beatty, Batty. From, Batty from Blade Runner, uh, the original Blade Runner in 1982. Uh, so rest in peace, Rocker Howard. Which is spooky because this was the year that Roy Batty passed. Like this, like we've caught up to Blade Runner. Oh, Blade so this was the year that they say in yeah. And that cinematic speech about life and death and... Whew. So, Sad rest in peace. Rest in peace, Roy Howard. Rucker Howard. Roy Batty. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all good. All right. Let's get into the Saturday morning summer. Let's get into some He-Man. Let's get into some Thundercats. Ho! <laughs> All right, so this was brought to us by the Burtons yes, of Jean Appetit in the Broad Street Line, Roy and Chanel. All right. He-Man. That's where I want to start because He-Man got the ball rolling. So who? which one of you is the big He-Man fan of the family? We know who's the That's He-Man. Probably of, you. Well, she's the He-Man I'm, of I'm, the family. I'm team, I'm, I'm, team, I'm team Thundercats. I, I feel like... So you're probably the bigger He-Man fan, I'm um, guessing? I wouldn't say bigger. I feel like I, I got stuck watching a lot of He-Man, Thundercats type of cartoons because of my older brother. Oh, you got stuck watching yeah, it? Yeah, so I became a fan that way because we had to share the TV and he was older than me and he was a bully. So <laughs> I kind of got bullied into watching these things, but I actually like them. <laughs> so uh, I guess I would... Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, you because you were she were a fan too, right? Yes. Yeah. So okay, I was just yeah. wondering if we were going to talk about Shira. Oh, we got to get Shira in there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's my yeah. girl. Now I had to do some research. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say this: this makes me uh, remember how how old I am because I try to forget that sometimes, and so I had to kind of dig back into my childhood and how I felt when I watched this, and I just remember like watching these cartoons and. Getting up and wanting to fight all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it made me feel really empowered and mm-hmm. like ready to take on my bully, which was my brother. So I don't think that it was so great that he had me watching this stuff. How many years uh, older was he? Uh, four. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can't even yeah. like mess with that. No, couldn't mess with it. And he was like six feet tall when we were kids. Uh, yeah, he, he's a tall, he's about six, four, six, five now. So he was always really tall, and I kind of wasn't. So, yeah. That's cool. Um, but you, but you grew to love it. I did. I grew to love love it. I grew. Um, I grew to love it. And then when I started watching some of the episodes for this, I realized how old He Man sounds, and I don't mm-hmm. remember him sounding <laughs> like such an old man when I was a kid. And I was like, this is kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So watching a creepy show, I guess, when I was a kid that I remember fondly. I don't know. So, yeah, I guess that makes me the bigger fan. Did, did He-Man's voice change when he when he turned into He-Man? I don't yeah. remember. Yes. It seemed like it got deeper, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. It was All definitely. Right. And it had, like, an effect on it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. I, yeah, it was, again, the vague memories because he didn't change appearance-wise other than got a little darker, which was weird. Yeah. But like, I can remember whether or not his voice and got a lot more naked. He got a, he he got got a more lot naked. darker. He got <laughs> darker and a lot more naked. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like his, like, yeah. you know, his face itself didn't change. I mean, he had the same 
weird haircut. Like, yeah, I, was, but, I was wondering <laughs> if anybody else seen the bowl it's cut. The cut. Like, we going to talk about the royal bowl cut? It's Can the, we talk about that? Yeah, like, Prince Adam can't be, can't be out here rocking the bowl cut. No, I'm but sorry. that's how people... The Prince Adam? That's how Prince Adam... No, like, uh, the bowl in the cut was in that time. In that time. Yeah. Like, what time is this? Like, no, like, seriously, I don't know what no, time this is. I remember watching TV shows and seeing little blonde kids with that. I don't know if they copied off of He-Man, but they had that haircut. I've definitely seen that haircut in like uh, the 1970s, 80s version of Romeo and Juliet. Like the traditional, we are in that time. The kids in that cut is real. Stranger Things all have that haircut. Oh, it is. It was an 80s thing. It was an 80s yeah. look. Yeah, but it's it, an but 80s like child look. look. Well, no, but this is Eternia, right? We like we're on Eternia. Like I don't right. even know what year this is on Eternia. First of all, second of all, like. That's, that's how they cut the hair back there. Like, he's the prince. I mean, like, come on, man. Fire the royal barber. <laughs> <laughs> well, so if he was like the jester or something, you'd be fine yeah, with Yeah, yeah, that'd, that'd be cool. No, you got to, you got to, you got to, yeah, no, you got to get that shape up if you're a prince. Like, you got, you got <laughs> Were to. they shaping up back then? I don't <laughs> no, think so. This is Eternia. Like, who, who knows what they, they were doing? You keep saying it's Eternia. It's Eternia, dude. <laughs> it's not Philadelphia. <laughs> it was Eternia. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, all right. I told you I got thoughts. I got thoughts. About hair, I got, I got, <laughs> I got thoughts. Uh, just for people who, for anyone out there who doesn't know, you know, what is this He Man of which you speak? He Man was a series that took place on Eternia. If you, didn't know. Know. If you didn't know, a planet of magic, myth, and fantasy, Not where barbers. where Prince Adam, who was the young son of King Randor and Queen Marlena, I never knew his parents' name. Yeah, neither did yeah. I. Yeah, I never knew. <laughs> if their you name. watched the the Sword of Power, many. Movie five part episode, John. You would have known that because that's how I knew what his parents' name was. I did not. Um, but when Prince Adam held the sword of power aloft and proclaims, I by, by, by the power of Grayskull. Oh, right. I have to try that again. <laughs> and when Prince Adam holds the sword of power aloft and proclaims, Oh, is that me? <laughs> I, <laughs> I am She Ra. No. <laughs> Oh my! Hey, that's the only. That's the only Isaiah, that's the Isaiah only, will you will you take the microphone, please? That's the only. That's the only gang I represent. All right, she all right. Now <laughs> on on cue, Isaiah. When Prince Adam holds a sword of power aloft and proclaims, by the power of Grey School, I have the power. He is endowed with fabulous secret powers and transformed into. He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe, together with his close allies, Battle Cat, the Sorceress, Tila, Men-at-Arms, and Orko, he uses his powers to defend Eternia from the evil forces of Skeletor. That's He-Man. Basically, in a nutshell. <laughs> um, all roided up. Yes, <laughs> everybody swole. He was in a loincloth. He was swole. What? Another triple's in the building. Who's in the building? Huh? What? I don't know. They just mot- multiply. No, nor cop, nor construction, nor calculus book shall keep me out of this here good look. What is up? It is the man, the myth, the legend, Master Triple Emac, finally in the building. Oh my God. Oh. You got to block 6th Street. 6th Street is the last the exit before 95. Mm. 95. Yo, dog, it ain't just like a detour. I got to go around the block. You got to go down to Washington Avenue, but then get on 95 North. Then be like, I can't get on 676 from this exit. Then I got to get on Girard. Then I got to get back on. Then I got to come south. But then the closest way you can get off is on uh, Broad Street. Then you got to get off Broad Street, go down Chestnut, then come all the way down. Then you behind traffic. 
I am here, and that's what matters. <laughs> How was your day? <laughs> I know I was looking at that when you came in. <laughs> <laughs> that line tight. That's a royal cut. That's a royal cut. That's a royal cut. The royal cut is into the studios of WPPM, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. What's up, Master Trouble? What's going on? What's up, Doug? We talking about He-Man. True, true, true. Prince Adam, take note of this haircut. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> take note. Attorney, take note. Get that barber's business card. Well, I mean, you know, for all, for all the heness in He-Man and for much as everybody heralded and loved He-Man, mm-hmm. There were no brothers in Eternia. There were not. There were not, except when He-Man was He-Man. True, because He-Man, like you said. When I was little, I got real confused. I was like, he turns black. (laughs) That's what I I really thought, because I didn't know tanning. You know, it's like, what's that? It's a deep tan, though. See, see, but I didn't think he he was black, but because he was blonde, but decidedly got darker, I thought he turned Hispanic. I don't know if that makes sense. It doesn't. It, it doesn't make any more sense. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's what I thought. That's what I thought. I was waiting for him to have an accent, but he didn't have an accent. I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess he's not. But I don't oh understand this. God. But it was, it, was, it was weird. It was weird. So what? since you were taking this trip down memory lane, right, yeah. what was your favorite thing? about He-Man that you recall. You could go ahead and say She-Ra. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, She-Ra was a very good part of it. If you want me to introduce She-Ra into the whole mix. We get there when we get there. Okay. (laughs) Um, So, what was my favorite part? When he would turn. (laughs) And I didn't understand why. Now when you think back, it's like (laughs) he did get darker, and maybe that's why... I have no idea, but hearing everybody talk about it, what's funny is not when you're young like that, not recognizing that you don't see yourself in any of this cartoon. That's mm-hmm. true. That's right, true. Right, right. But uh, really not really caring because it's a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like I, like I said, it, it the the scenes were like they're fighting against the bad guys and everything because I always envisioned that I was He-Man until the introduction of She-Ra. Got it. Uh, and my brother was Skeletor. <laughs> <laughs> And so now I, that's who I associate my brother with. He's very thin. He's just, doesn't he kind of look like Skeletor? I'm not going to talk bad about your brother <laughs> on, these, on, these, on these airwaves. Wow. You kidding me? But he kind of no does. Smoke. He resembles Skeletor. So it was kind of You just like, said your brother's oh. like seven foot eight. He <laughs> no, like, no, like, oh, <laughs> no smoke. Oh, no, he's not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> he's still kind of a bully. Um, but no, uh, so, so anytime Skeletor would be defeated, I would feel somewhat vindicated because it's like I have to sit here and watch this. And I started making the associations of me being He-Man okay. and my brother being Skeletor. Gotcha. So I was He-Man. Maybe I associated myself when he turned tan because he looked closer to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We were talking before, though. Are we going to claim Orko? Can we claim Orko as being black? No. Can we claim no. him? No, no, we were saying before. I'm just saying before we were talking. Orko, who was a little, little like, was he like a magician or something? He was a magician, yeah. kind of wizard kind of thing. I don't know what. A floaty magical. Yeah, creature. he was a wizard, but like I don't think he had form inside those clothes. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. just it was, it was, was like was, eyes and a shadow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So no. I'm not gonna call that black. No. I'm just saying. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> not not 1980s. Now maybe back in if that was in 1920s, that would have been a black. <laughs> <laughs> 
you imagine a 1920s Masters of the Universe? Oh, my God. Oh, man. <laughs> what is that? Uh, actually, I could. What needs to happen? You want to talk reboots. Mm, you want to talk racism. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it would be all types of wrong. Yeah. It would be all shades of wrong. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, the basis of He-Man is genocide, right? Wasn't, like, the Skeletor and them just trying to, like, wipe out the planet? And like that Eternians, was, or was that I thought She-Ra? that was more Shira. That was more the Shira. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what was like Skeletor's? He wanted the power. He wanted the power. He wanted to rule. Yeah. yeah. See what happened was, <laughs> Hordak went to Eternia. Yes. And brought Skeletor with him because they were trying to get the power from Castle Grayskull. But um, and they also tried to take the twins because. It was prophesized or something that the the birth of them was going to be something you know phenomenal. So he was like, "Let me get these kids up out of here." And, and only twi- had time. Sorry. And I just want to let people know the twins are uh, Adam and Adora. We only had time to grab Adora, so they took her to Etheria and left Skeletor behind to take the blame for it. So that's why Skeletor is still there. Which makes ah. sense because Did my whole work. I ain't know. I was like, I've never watched a single one. Let me watch this John. And I was like, hey, in it now. <laughs> took me, took me, took me thirty so you, years you, to get you in you it. You out here schooling us? You ain't even watched the show. Nope, I watched it recently. It's fresh. <laughs> that's why she's. That's why it's fresh. <laughs> but, but but that makes sense because the one thing because I was never like really a big fan of, of He Man, but like everybody else, you know, you watched it. And the one thing that always bothered me was that this huge, this the big villain Skeletor sound like a jerk. Like mm-hmm. he's, I mean, he sounded corny. He sounded, whiny. Yeah. he sounded weak and whiny. That's because he was, he was the side piece. Exactly. So when you learn the backstory, right. now you understand he was nothing but a henchman himself. Right. Yeah. Right. You know what and, I mean? And they actually established that in the first episode of He Man when they're in a meeting. And be and he and Skeletor is given like his latest plot, and Beastman is like, "Oh no, not one of your like harebrained schemes again!" Like he literally says that. So in the first episode of this show, <laughs> they established the incompetence of the main villain. Right. I thought that was an interesting take. It was, and I'd like to state for the record that I just started watching She-Ra because I had been watching the Netflix reboot, and I was like, I need to see some source material because I feel like I might be missing some references here. I didn't. Far superior. Far superior. But I just wanted to make sure. And I figured let me start from the beginning. And the beginning of She-Ra is that is that five piece episode right. thing, movie, whatever. It was a movie, yeah. 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 Um so that gives that gave me all the He Man because I never watched He Man coming up. I was definitely a Thundercats kid. Mm-hmm. So getting a new perspective on it was kind of neat. Um and and mind changing because I always thought coming up that Shira was just like the throw in like okay to give one for the girls and and didn't really have any substance behind it and it kind of it her creation oh, still, her I creation still, really was like that well no, but yeah, I mean I but like she had the that. superior show right I think so, Shira was much a much better show than He Man yeah, I didn't I had no idea coming yeah, up I it was, was I was Team Thundera so so watching this now it really called into question like. I guess perceptions at the time, right? Because I, as a kid, perceived that as being lesser than because it wasn't the first thing out, because it Mm -hmm. was the spinoff and never gave it a chance and missed out. Ultimately, it took a whole generational reboot for me to even know about it, put it back on the radar like that. So 
The creation of She-Ra is that, well, first of all, He-Man was first a, a toy line right. by right. Mattel that then, you know, was what they did at the time, have a big toy line, got to have a cartoon to sell it. Mm-hmm. Right. So they, they created the cartoon. And then um, what happened is that because it was made from Mattel, they were saying, well, hey, can't we kind of introduce our other big line into the He-Man world, which was Barbie? And they were like, we are not going to stick Barbie into mm-hmm. the world of He-Man. No, we will create a, we'll create a, a woman, though, and thus She-Ra was born. The reason why the show was so superior is that He-Man was basically just built off of, you know, Cops and robbers, more or less. You know, bad guy, good guy, fight, right. evil fights, bad, and everything like that. When they created She-Ra, fortunately, the powers that be realized, oh, we got to get some women in the room behind this because we don't know what we're doing. And so most of those episodes were written and directed by men. They were written and directed by men, but the formulation of the character and the whole backstory, but it was more thoughtful, which then gave birth to better storylines than He-Man, which is basically like this big dumb guy with a stick that then turns into a muscle-bound guy and beats this and beats the skeleton guy, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's why She-Ra was, you know, better than He-Man. That makes a lot of sense. But yeah. to be fair, with all due respect. That's still, you know, low-hanging fruit. Oh, it's not good. <laughs> right. It's not. I was like, uh, so all, everything on this show talks? This yes. Is, this, was, this was like, if you was a voice actor during then, you, you was getting work. Like, yep. you might you not have been paid. making my hands over fist, but you had two, three, four gigs lined up. And if you lined it up right, you had two, three, four gigs on the same show. Oh, because yeah. everything talked. Madam Raz had her her broomstick would talk. They had little woodland sprite people that would talk. I was like, everybody, you got inanimate objects holding conversations. Like, were these all toys too? Like, I'm I'm just I was like, well, this is this is a lot. I feel like I'm playing catch up. I feel like uh, an android that like is getting wind of like like an old uh, file that's just being downloaded. Like, mm-hmm. I don't let me see if I can pick up my DOS reader for this. I can't even, but. Here we are today. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to go back to what you were saying about She-Ra feeling um, like it wasn't as, it was, it was a little less superior. I think that was the time, too. Yeah, Because true. even uh, once you said that, once I thought back, even though it was the better show, you still felt like it was lesser than. And I think that's just that time period of feeling like anything that was female wasn't as good as what the males had going on. And even, like, if you went to school and you talked about the cartoons, yeah. the, the boys would beat you down about She-Ra versus He-Man. And mm-hmm. then you didn't have a lot of girls that were watching it, to be perfectly honest. They didn't really gravitate towards it. And I think I more so did because I had already been watching He-Man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that was more of a, the time we were in that made it feel like it was less than. But She-Ra was a hit. I mean, he, the reason why He-Man and then She-Ra changed the landscape of animation because they were both syndicated shows. And they were syndicated, like, one of the first, like, you know, primarily syndicated animated shows. And He-Man hit like a, like a thunderstorm when it hit. It covered the entire country. Everybody was watching He-Man. And then She-Ra, at one time... For about a year or two, they both were like vying for number one in, in syndicated uh, numbers. And She-Ra would often top He-Man 
Um, because as much as you think a lot of women weren't watching it, enough were watching it, and bo- some boys were watching She-Ra too oh, yeah. enough that it, w- it was it was up there. They they and they changed. Some, that's what gave birth to you know Disney Afternoon followed in its wake. Um, uh, uh, then Warner Brothers had uh, followed in its wake. Deke had their whole no yeah. so much Deke. <laughs> yes, yes, not enough Deke for the for this show. Not enough Deke. There's never show. there's no such thing as enough Deke. Okay, okay. Um, I love Deke. <laughs> we know. Um, and and quite frankly, Deke loves me. Let's be real. <laughs> Let's keep it as kids say a hundred, huh? <laughs> yes, yes. Jean Appetit. Um, <laughs> so Picard. Um. <laughs> um, go ahead. I, I thought, Ariel, I thought you were about to say something. but Okay. <laughs> Mac, where, where do you stand with, with He-Man? Were you a He-Man fan? I was definitely a He-Man fan. Um, I, I'm from that era back right. then. Um, so that, that was definitely my time. Uh, Thundercats, He-Man. Um, I'll, I'll watch the Master of the Universe movie. I've said it before, and I'm still saying it. So, yeah, I watched it. You know, like more than just like that one time. I concur. I, yeah, it's it's on it's on Prime, and I was like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to make that happen. <laughs> yeah, like, I watched that. Like, really? you know, yo, you should see them getting yeah. me last time when I told them I enjoy it. Like everybody was yeah, mad. Yeah, I, I watch it like you know, like in the time where you just watch TV. Right. If right. it happened to be on, I, that's where I would always stop. It was one of those. Really? Yeah. The masses of universe. And again, and it's, you're not. I'm not saying it's good, but I enjoy it. Like yeah. sometimes it's like that. That's true. All right, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, I'll watch it. But yes, I, I'm Team He Man. You Team He Man? Did you have oh, a yeah. favorite? I'm I'm curious. Did, did people like? Why did you like it? What what about He Man spoke to you? I don't even know. The weapons? Probably that. But, you know, Alien. It was Alien. You know, okay. far off, different planet kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it wasn't here, you know, on Earth kind of stuff. I got so, you. So, um, a little yeah. escapism. Yeah, a little bit, you know, a little bit, a little bit there. So, uh, anything, you know, outer space, all that kind of stuff. A different culture, you know, seeing this society, you know. Skeletor, where you come from, you know. And all these, like, <laughs> different beings that are just, like, people. Like, not, like, necessarily inanimate objects, but then you have, like, you know, like Eternians, which are like people, but then you have like Beast Man, and then there's yeah, like a the Viper characters. one, and there's somebody Catra. with like multiple faces, I want to say. Manny yeah, faces. Many, many faces. And yeah, like there's all different yeah. kinds of yeah. like beings. Like before, like, you know, Pickles and Hot Dogs had shows and they were like a thing just chilling. It was like, like wow, what, what are all these beings? And you know, or why are the bad guys like that and the good guys just people? Their characters were, they had some names. You had Man at Arms, mm-hmm. uh, Battle Cat. I love myself. Battle, so Cat, Battle yeah. Cat. I love Battle Cat. Uh, Tila, who was the captain of the Royal Guard. Somebody said Battle Cat was everybody, every mediocre colonizer with beer muscles. <laughs> I was like, the read, though. The read. <laughs> uh, Stratos. I'm not sure, I don't remember Stratos. Uh, he had the power of flight and, and oh, he yeah, was the, he the, was flying, the bird guy, the flying bird guy. Yeah, yeah the flying bird oh, guy. Oh, yeah. okay. And Zodak is a cosmic enforcer. Mm-hmm. I don't remember him. I don't remember him. <laughs> and we talked about Orko. We all remember. And um, we had Man at Arms, and then you had Manny Faces, like you right, said, and right. Ram Man. Yeah. 
I remember Ram Man. Oh, I had one of those. Those the toys were amazing. Yeah, Can we talk yeah, about the toys yeah, for a second? Yeah, definitely. Go ahead. Yeah, the, toys, the toys were incredible toys, and then the play sets, like the castles. Like these. I remember the castle. The Skeletor yeah. castle with the trap door inside of it. Oh, I would have He-Man Transformer battles in those castles all day. Like those toys were incredible toys. They were fantastic. Yeah. And then Cringer was just. It was just the same cat, and then you put a saddle and a mask on it. <laughs> it was it was a battle cat. Yeah, what? No, no. That was the beer. The beer was his saddle because it was, it was the same cat. It's a saddle and a mask. He's the same cat. He is. He knew he had someone on his back to protect him, and in case <laughs> someone wanted to hit him in the face, he had a mask. All right, but he was a totally different cat. Yeah. Like, like, oh yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, once you get that heart in your chest, that liquid courage or whatever, it's totally different. Totally different. There was also <laughs> Fisto, who just had a big hand. The big hand, yeah. <laughs> And These names, though. My wait. God. <laughs> we got wait. It. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wait. We might need to have a discussion. Hold on. I need to Google this. I need to see what Fisto looks yeah, like. Fisto just had a big hand. Just yeah. one, just one just big one, hand? I think one, just one of the hand. One, one of, of his hands was like a big hand. Fisto didn't get out much, did he? <laughs> no. no. Fisto no. had a lot of practice. He had a lot of, no. of airtime logged. <laughs> you, had, you had the firefighter with the metal elephant-shaped head. Who could squirt water out of his trunk? He was called Snout Spout. What? Okay. <laughs> Yo, your boy really just got one big hand. One he got a Nintendo Power Glove on. Just yeah. one. What is? What is? What? Yes, 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 yes. It's real. And then of course you had the saucerus. I remember Squout? the saucerus. Wait, what is it? Sprout? What is that? Snout Spout. Snout Spout. Wow. <laughs> wow. Snout Spout. And then you had Clamp Champ. <laughs> they didn't even try. They, they, they didn't that's even what I'm try. saying. Like, there's there's you not a, a lot of effort behind. You got a this. room full of people at Mattel thinking of these names. This is what you came up with. Well, this you know, but really, what you came up with. Some of it's like convenience, and then some of it, like matter of fact, Orko. They changed Orko's name just so they could reverse the frame. His name was going to be Zorko, okay. and they made it wait, Orko. Wait, wait. So they could reverse his frame by making it an oh. O. You know what I mean? And just use half, just use, yeah. and animate half as much, and then wow. just flip his thing. Like, if you notice. Yeah. When his reactions left or right is the exact the same? same pose. Like they just flipped the cell. Wow. Don't, and break, use the it magic, the, Don't break the magic, Eric. Don't break the magic. It's cheap. We know this. It was but wait, I wanted to point out uh, Clam Champ is black. Oh, we got one. We so got there, one. So there is well, we a brother. One. Well, here's the thing we got Clam one. Champ, he is black. He was on the cartoon line, he never made it to the show. Oh, oh okay. Oh. Racism. That man existed. What was it to pop him in? No, no, we don't need you for the show. It's cool. You can uh, just stay here in the box. Just hold it down. You, you stay in the box. You stay in the box. <laughs> you stay in the back of the box. Uh, um, and then uh, that's, that's very no, funny. No, that's no. very funny. Yeah, I saw that too, and I was like, I don't think I can say this on the show. That was just for us. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's a lot of visual humor going on in here yeah, in the studio, no ladies and however, gentlemen. However you need to in- get to Eternia. You're listening, <laughs> you're listening to WPPMLP Philadelphia. <laughs> the Black Tribbles, we're here in the building. Saturday morning, summer, with Roy and Chanel Burton of Jean Appetit. And we are talking uh, about He-Man. We are having fun with everything about He-Man. We're going to be getting into the Thundercats in just a little bit. Um, uh, real quick, to let people know, uh, Jean Appetit is going to be one of the featured podcasts at the Philadelphia Podcast Festival yes. this weekend at Tattooed Moms. You're going to be there on 
Sunday, Sunday, I believe, at 5.30. Yeah, Sunday, 5.30 p.m., Tattooed Mom here in Philadelphia, 5.30 South Street. Uh, we'll be joined by some members of the Black Tribbles. I don't know who all is yeah. going to be in the building. I'll be whoever, there. Whoever's, whoever's, I'll be there to get my food on. Whoever's there, um, usually. Oh, we eating? Oh, yes, we, we oh, eating. Oh, 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 we eating? Are you eating, eating? Oh. Yeah, you, now usually in past years we've done a take on the uh, the Hot Ones Challenge um, by First We Feast. We're not doing that this year. No hot sauce this year. But we are doing a little international snack kind of deal. So you guys will come through. You know, we'll chop it up a little bit. And then we'll try some snacks from, we have snacks from the Philippines. And somewhere else, we Thailand, Thailand, Germany, we got a whole Japan. bunch of some whole bunch of different things, you know, things you probably may not have tried, and then you know, we'll, so we'll, we'll eat a little bit, and we'll, we'll we'll chat a little bit, we'll have a good time. Oh, so, I cannot wait. Yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be a good time. Did I, did I leave anything out? Did I miss anything? No, I think you're good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, so anybody, come on out. It's free. You know, free ninety nine. Uh, Tattoo Mom, five thirty South Street. We'll have giveaways. We we'll, uh, we have. Prizes, giveaways, of course, the triples are going to be there. So it'll be a good time. So come we'll on out. Give away some triples, maybe. You never know, depending on <laughs> who's in the audience. What's your, what's your income bracket looks like? You know? <laughs> <laughs> what your take home is, you know, after taxes. <laughs> Most definitely. All right, so thank you. All right, um, if we are here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I believe, if I'm looking at the clock correctly, we are at the top of the hour, which means that it is time for us to take a short little break from our Saturday morning summer. And it is time for us to get in, take a step outside of the studio, and let us go into the garden. It is, excuse me, it is the Amalgam Temple back home safe in her garden, laying in her grass, lifting her hands so that the butterflies may kiss her fingertips. I'm home, people. Oh, and I'm happy. <laughs> Lynn, don't you take my music away. <laughs> don't you take my garden away. But no, anyway. Um, so my I actually was rushing around today, and I actually forgot to bring the book. Uh, so I do have an image, but this... Uh, this week's book is going to be the newest issue of Tuskegee Airs Flames of Destiny. Um, Len's excited. I didn't bring one for you. Oh. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it is the story of uh, Tuskegee Airs, which takes its uh, name from the Tuskegee Airmen. Um, it is set in the future, and is a, it is about, uh, I believe there are five um, young black pilots uh, who are kind of carrying on the um, the legacy of the Tuskegee Airmen, since hence Tuskegee Airs, um, and they do futuristic battle with uh, mechanoid robots with really big, cool weapons. Um, the creators on this is uh, Marcus Williams and Greg Burnham. Um, Marcus does the, the art, Greg does the writing, um, and they are just a fantastic team. The story is great. The art is amazing. Um, we, uh, I just got it in, and I'm super excited um, that it's been flying off the shelf. Uh, but you do not have to race to the store to get your copy because we will ship your copy to you. Uh, all you need to do is uh, email us at blacktribbles at gmail.com. That's blacktribbles at gmail.com. 
I have Tuskegee Airs in the subject line, and the newest issue, issue number three, can be yours. I'm excited because I've been waiting for this issue for quite some time, so I'm very happy to see that it is on the shelf. But I know that when Tuskegee Airs come into the store, it quickly leaves. So I am mad that you did not bring a copy here. I have it. I just forgot it. But okay. it, it has been flying off. It's like comical. I know. Like people call, like, hey, hey. I kept getting texts. Uh, one of my staff was like, you need to put another set aside. Put another set aside. All day <laughs> I was just pulling holds for people. And we had people subscribe to it. Like, it's, it's amazing. So support this book. Check out this book. Um, you know, if you're getting three, make sure you check out one and two. You will not be disappointed. And it's all ages friendly. That's one thing I want to know. It is, it is um, great for adults and kids alike, so it is something that you can share with your little ones. Cool. Thank you very much, Ariel. Thank you, Len. You're very welcome. Alrighty then, and let's go. I hope you know how very lucky you are to know me since I'm so incredibly incredible. of This Week in Geek History. It's a short one this week, so saddle up. July 23rd, 1903. Ford sells its first Model A car to Ernst Penning of Chicago, Illinois. I didn't stumble. His last name was actually Penning. It's neat. July 24th, 1950. The first successful rocket launch occurs at Cape Canaveral. The rocket, Bumper 8, was a captured German V-2 modified with a U.S. Army Corporal second stage. Just a little upgrade, that's all. And finally, on July 28, 1868, the 14th Amendment making black American citizens was adopted. This week in Geek History brought to you by... Picard! <laughs> Back to you, Len. <laughs> Thank you, Kennedy. We are back in the building. That was our This Week in Geek History report, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, and we're back in the Saturday morning summer right here on WPPM LP 106.5 FM. Philly Cam, People Power Media, streaming to you on phillycam.org. Slash listen, coming to you on 106.5 FM. Follow us at WPPM FM on Instagram and Twitter and all the social medias. Also at Black Tribbles. Look us up there as well. We're streaming. You can look at our lovely faces on Facebook Live. We're rocking out on YouTube. I, oh, there's my camera. Hey, how you doing? Um, and we've got Roy and Chanel Burton of Jean Appetit. And the Broad Street line here yep. in the building. I love how fancy you make John sound. I know, it sounds so, so, you know, classy. Isn't that yeah. how you say it? Jean Appetit? Well, that's how we should say it, but, you know. <laughs> how do y'all say it? Jean Appetit. I got, I got no juice. I got no swag. Oh, okay. Tar well, do you say Target? Is it? Uh, no, I go to Target. <laughs> <laughs> I go to Target. It, it's not black owned. 
Uh, true. So it don't it don't it don't get it don't, no it don't hit. It don't hit. But <laughs> Jean Appetit. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like see. That. I, I, can you introduce us on on Sunday? Can you kid us with the little Jean Appetit action? Well, certainly. Okay, all right. Certainly. <laughs> sure. Yeah, all right. Just sound classy, you know. No, no problem. No problem. We'll see what y'all budget is working with, and then we see what's going <laughs> Pay me. Pay me. Well. <laughs> so, uh, Blade. Um. <laughs> no, it's not time for Blade. Now uh, it is time for Thundercats. Yep. Ho. Ho. Uh, let's get into Thundercats, ladies and gentlemen, which did not hit syndication as hard as He-Man, but... I would like to think that Thundercats is probably more fondly remembered yes. than He-Man. Um, Thundercats, w- which told the story. You know what? Let's see if Isaiah can tell us the story. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Come on, Rudy Pooh. Come on, Rudy Pooh. Why you do this? Why you do this? Come on, Rudy Pooh. I literally don't even remember this story. I just know some of the characters. And, like, yeah, that's about it. That's really it. Like, Lionel, there was Chitara, there was Panthro, Starve. Um, you you, you want to you school him, Roy? Please, somebody. School, school him <laughs> Please. On, the, on the story of the Thundercats. So, Please. So, so, going back, I just realized the Thundercats story is similar to the Transformers, the origin. Mm-hmm. Is when, they, when they're on the spaceship and they're trying to, you know, escape their planet. And then they get, did they get shot? Or how did, how did it happen when they landed on Third Earth? Like, I don't remember what happened. It was, the, it was, what? It was, um, did they get shot? Did the plane get shot? No, or? it was no. systems failure. System failure. Okay. That and was then, the reason why they and all then, aged. And, and then Jagger had to right. pilot the they, ship. Yeah, why they to, didn't age. They didn't age. And Lionel did because his yeah. thing got broke. Yeah, he was a, Yeah, he was in the capsule. So then they had a, the, the Thundercats leaving their planet. They land on Third Earth. Um, Jaga is like the wise old saint or whatever. And he kind of pilots the, the ship to Third Earth uh, where the Thundercats um, built their home. Uh, I guess, um, but it was. But again, it was similar to the the the, the thunder. Um, the Autobots fleeing the Decepticons. They get shot down. They get you know they land. They crash land. They don't age, and then one of all of a sudden they kind of you know regenerate and become cars, which is weird. But it's a very similar origin where they just kind of land on Earth of all places and, and kind of come around. But Thundercats to me was was the far superior show to uh, comparing to Thundercats and He Man. And even though he was younger, I think. Well, it kind of was. Like, Lionel was the better leader or became the better leader, an actual leader. Because He-Man just came around and just, like, threw mountains and, and pointed at his, at his cat. His stick like, He really didn't do anything. He didn't lead man-in-arms. He didn't do anything other than throw mountains and do things like that. Lionel actually led the Thundercats. It was kind of a pretty good leader. So we'll talk more about it. But, but that to me, that's what made it a better show because you saw the maturation of, of Lionel over the years. Yeah, I agree. That's what, for sure. Cool. Yeah. You're saying He-Man don't have no growth? <laughs> Nah, nah. <laughs> hormones. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Yo, Eric didn't even had no rebuttal of that. He was like, "Yeah, you know." <laughs> no, yeah, no, I just yeah, wanted to kick yeah, that dirt and yeah. just leave it. I didn't have a follow up. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> That's why you kick dirty, son. Come for he man again. I can kick again. But it's true. It, but it, but it's very true. The Thundercats was just one. It was better animation. It was animated true. by Rankin Bass. Yes, right. Um, and it was their one of their few forays into syndicated animation. So they they put the money in there, and you could see the money up on the screen. Um, uh, the story was a 
you know, like you said, a little bit more thoughtful, and they're, the characters certainly more well developed. They had right. they each had interesting, you know, personalities right. that right. you could gravitate to. You right. know what I mean? Which is what made it. Just like I love Thundercats, I, I was like, "Yo, I was there for Thundercats." Well, but I was a sucker for like good animation, mm-hmm. so I watched it for the story. But I was really just watching it for the artwork, and I was just loving all of the the, the action on screen and it was bright colored fun. Yeah, no, you made a good point. Like the secondary characters in Thundercats were way more developed than the secondary characters oh, yeah. in He Man. Yeah, like you could like you had your entire Wally Kit Wally Cat stories. You know, yep. you had. Stories about Panther and Tiger and Cheetah, like entire stories, you know, outside of the main story. Like you never really got a man in arm story in He Man, or you never mm-hmm. really got the secondary characters. Really didn't get that much shine in He Man. It was just He Man, Prince at you know, being Prince Adam. Then he turns and then he fights and then that's it. Like that was pretty much every single He Man episode. Yeah, very one note. Yeah, very one note. But that's also I think because Thundercats had such a better villain. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Mumra, yeah. I feel is still. Top ten pucker factor villains. Yeah, because he actually was scary. The pucker yeah, factor, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he was scarier when he was little. Yes, Big Mumra, you knew. Okay, uh, yeah. eventually he was gonna have to tap out because it takes a lot of energy to get that big, right? right. And by that point, the the squad's all there anyhow. Right. But little tiny conniving, boiled boiled toil in trouble, mm-hmm. Mumra. That was the booty clencher. That was the one too. Like, <laughs> ah, I don't like you like. The big Mumra would be the one that you talk smack to, even though he's bigger than you. Like, I ain't scared. Son, come fight me. The little Mumra is like, I'm not taking my no backs, right. <laughs> <laughs> no backs to this one because I don't trust him. The little old shriveled upness, and he would just be sitting all creepy in his coffin and right, right, um, right. um sarcophagus in the joint. Plus, he se- he seemed like, as opposed to Skeletor, he seemed like he knew what, what he, he was, was doing. doing. Right? Yeah, you know, he did know what he was doing. He was just old. Yeah, that's all it was. Yeah. Because he would come out, you know, he would come out of the sarcophagus and then had that had that pool or whatever that thing was, and then so he could because he could see, remember he could see, yeah, everything. see everything. And he's like, "Yo, Lionel's about to start something. Yo, go handle my light work." And they, <laughs> they couldn't do it, and then he would come out. So like you could, Skeletor was like, "Ah, you know, ah." Like it was there was no there was no plan, no skill, no plot, no. no he was no, Mo. No, yeah, yeah, basic, yeah. <laughs> oh snap! Um, I would make the argument that Mumra was a black guy. See, there's a lot of black people on this show. I, I don't want to be that guy, but I, I can name. Well, I think there's a few. Well, well, I mean, Panther is a given. Panther's a given. He's definitely black. I think. Can we talk about the Link? So, can we talk about the later characters? Who go ahead. Through? Go ahead. I think Link's the blind dude. I think he's probably black. I think Mumra's. I think Mumra's black. Mumra's definitely black. You think yeah. Mumra's black? Mumra's, Mumra's chilled black. in an Egyptian sarcophagus and summoned the ancient spirits of Egyptian that's evil super, super amidst black. four obelisks and a pyramid, and he was a. Bro, that was the pissed off. <laughs> that was that was somebody's uh, super black. um Man, that's, uh, high priest yeah. who when the royal regime got switched, got got buried alive with somebody's pharaoh. Like yeah. he was one of them yeah, and yeah. is pissed still and somehow made it to third earth and still here comes some royal vis-a-vis <laughs> lion <laughs> Some 12-year-old kid that is the got in the body of a 25-year-old pharaoh Thundercat is going to be over here flexing over here too. Oh, no, 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 no. Ancient spirits of evil. <laughs> Please come forth. I can't stand these company. <laughs> <laughs> you know he Somebody was, get uh, these cats. <laughs> I can't stand <laughs> no company. <laughs> 
spirits. <laughs> Please, somebody, Lord, come help me, God. Don't help me with these guns. Tell me that wasn't somebody's Uncle Sam somewhere. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He Uncle was Bobby done had enough. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mumra is Uncle Bobby. Mm. They should change the logo for the store. Uh-huh. Bobby, <laughs> I just meant because everybody's got an Uncle Bob. They, they do. Name Mumra. <laughs> He's the one that done the time and, and somehow survived the entirety of his sentence and is just on the porch mad, hexing random people as they walk by. Don't you, don't you let that dog poop on my... Three feet of grass. <laughs> what? Ancient spirits. <laughs> See, but that's the other. That's the cool thing about um, Thundercats is that, like you just said, there was representation in there, but it was on the on the on the low because you could watch it. And not see them as, not see Panthro as black. Not to, you. You could watch it until and not see he Panthro opened his mouth. You can watch it. You can watch it. Is that Grandpa Huxtable? Right. Exactly. That's Grandpa. Huxtable. Exactly. He black. Exactly. Okay. Okay. He black. Okay. Okay. No. 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 no, no, no not, I'm, not to cut you off. I'm sorry. But there, there, there's certain. There's certain characters in certain shows. Obviously, Panthro and Thundercats. Uh, Ironhide and Jazz and Transformers. Like, those are certain guys you just know are black. Like, you can't disassociate yourself from them, you know, being black. They're not cars. They're black. <laughs> See, the, the thing about Thundercats that made me feel more represented is, is the cats themselves, right? Mm-hmm. All of those cats come from places where people of color are prominent, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Tigers, Tigra and, and um, Bengali were Asians, right? But everybody else... And the, and the kids were nondescript, but yeah. lions come from Africa, cheetahs come from Africa, panthers, panthers come from India, Wakanda. Um, hey, T'Challa. <laughs> so, like, as far as I was concerned, coming up, like, oh, these all come from somebody's continent. So I'm seen here. The only one I didn't feel that way was with Jaga, because, you know, he's yeah. Jaga. Yeah. Pumira was the white girl. <laughs> she was the white girl. Puma's her. I, I don't remember even remember her. So there was there was Lionel first, right? Yeah. And then uh, Panthro, Chitara, Tigra. They were all in his royal court. That's a squad. And yeah. Cat and Kitten. And Wiley yeah. Kitten, Wiley Cat were like his age initially yeah. when and they got on the vessel. And then when uh, whatever about malfunction made them crash on Third Earth, also broke his time capsule as well. So he aged along, like he caught up. Age-wise, because right. they were on the boat or boat on the ship for I guess how x many years. Anyway, there was like another squad of cats from Thundera that somehow made it to Third Earth as well, and they were Linkso, who was the blind guy, Pumira, and Bengali, who was the white tiger. Yeah, he was Bay. Snarf. <laughs> oh, it's Snarf. Snarf was we keep we, we skip Snarf all together. Snarf was his little uh his his ward. He was his valet. His Yeah, I don't know. I could I could have done without Snarf. But he really Oh, Snarf, oh come on, Snarf Len. Was comic relief. He was Snarf was comic relief and he, yeah. Snarf was you got a Snarf was <laughs> you know I wanted somebody to kick Snarf. Poor Snarf was charged with watching twelve year old Lion-O. and twelve year old Lion-O is now twenty seven, twenty nine, almost in my prime Lion-O. True. True. But he's still a knucklehead like a twi- So he, poor Snarf was like, boy, if you don't get your giant self back <laughs> over here and go to bed, like I said, you need to, this is. I understand, but I I, I don't know. It's just Snarf just, 
annoyed me sometimes. But apparently, I mean, he annoyed everybody because in the reboot, they didn't give you boy words. He was just a Pokemon. Yeah, pretty much he was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. He was. He was reduced to Pokemon. <laughs> pretty much. But um, uh, uh, you mentioned you were talking about Panthro, and you're talking about the voice actor. Yes. Behind Earl Hyman. Earl Hyman, who was famously known as, do you know Chanel? No, no clue. Earl Hyman was actually in the Cosby show. He was um, Cliff's father. Cliff's dad, grandpa. Oh, okay. Yeah, grandpa's okay. father. Grandpa Hotsuble. Yes. I'm done. <laughs> you feel, do you which, feel which, good? Which is a kind of a, a contrast when you think about the character that Panthero was. Like, you know, the guy with the... The, the engineer with the spikes and the nunchucks and all Always that fixing something because they was always breaking always, something. Always breaking something. He was so annoyed. Like, <laughs> I just fixed the, this. The tank <laughs> broke every single time. It's like, i got to fix the tank. you got to walk. Like, it's like every single time, like, Panthro's fixing something. And think about but, it. They were on Third Earth. It wasn't like they could go this hit up somebody. I have one question. I have, I have a really ma- major question. How did they build that that fortress with what the parts from the ship? That's, that thing was incredible. That's Panthro. No, but I mean, I guess you've been sleeping Panthro. on your boy. You Panthro. ain't know who Panthro was <laughs> out this mother. <laughs> That's what he did. Well, this is why he was mad that they kept breaking the tank. He's like, "Yo, I am building the house. That right. thing is amazing. <laughs> All y'all got to do is just keep the car keep running. The keep the car running, running keep and the keep running. the car running, and stop Tiger from eating everything that he <laughs> encounters. Your boy was always eating some magical trippy berries, some berries. And, and going on really bad acid trips, and they had to go save him from something or another just because he wouldn't stop eat. Like we needed Ariel, you needed to be with them so you could just smack his hand every time he went to. <laughs> that was always a thing. Oh, just like the tank was always breaking, Tiger always. was always experimenting with drugs. It he was would, weird. Yeah, he would go experiment with drugs. Those kids would get lost in the cave every other episode. Right. Well, yeah. well, it's like, nothing it's, but caves. It's like, there's caves everywhere. <laughs> so the one thing I don't remember is, and as, you know, you know, like we said, it's well-remembered and cherished as Thundercats is and all of the characters. I don't remember because it's been a while since I've watched it. Were there any episodes that were Chitara-specific? Well, there's, uh, I'm yeah. going to um, I can't remember a, like a, an episode exactly, but she, yeah, she definitely got time. Yeah, yeah there was, I mean, they all did. They yeah, all there, did. There was the one. There was that series. I think it was probably the first season where they had the like Lionel's proving himself to be the leader. Right. So he had to fight everybody. Like, it was one episode for every Thundercat. He had to fight oh, everybody that's right. without the sword and without that glove thing. Yes. So it's like he had to you know beat Chitara in a race and had to beat Panthro. I think I think he just fought or whatever, but he had to beat all of the Thundercats without using any powers, right? Because that was his. But even know, but even still, that's not a Chitara well, I mean, story. Well, she kind of. She, she had. Well, I mean, they well. all kind of had episodes that were where they're like they were the subplot. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I I do remember there being at least one episode where. You know, it was definitely like a speed-based right. problem okay. where no one else could have done anything with it. Um, I, it's just, you know, how it's a long time ago, so I don't remember the specifics. Yeah. And that's syndicated, so there's a whole lot of content to dig through in terms of, you know, where to find that. Um, I need to check my tapes. You can find it at my house. Oh. Party at Arias. Not all of them, but I got, I think, the first two seasons. I think that's. <laughs> it's a pretty slow-paced show. When you go back and watch Thundercats, for us being kids and yeah. having the attention span to sit there and watch this, it's really slow-paced. Like, oh, yeah. the, the, the theme song, hype as hell, right? Yeah. You was just ready. Off of that theme song alone, you was ready to sit through the first 15 minutes of sludge, right? Because you were still 
you had your gummies and the theme song was like penny penny and every time the transition it would be like that too and Mumra kept her on your toes because he's terrifying but at the end of the day like the pacing of that show was very deliberate and and not at all they didn't squeeze too much filler in it nope even nope. though they had plenty of space for it yeah. going back and watching it it's definitely like how did I sit and watch this I'm on my phone now, bored. <laughs> well, that's what you find with, unfortunately, a lot of cartoons from your past. You, yeah, you, you can't go, ba- go back all yeah. the time. Yeah, you're, you're, not, you're not a kid anymore. You're looking at it through your adult lenses, and you're like, uh, this is not, we're 15 minutes in and nothing's happening. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, right. And especially now with this, you know, you got to remember, also, this was at a time where, yeah, well, the pickings were few for kids to watch. You know, you turned the channel one way or another, you were, you are, there was it. Yeah. You were on yeah. the news. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, now there's always something else to watch. If you're a kid, I don't know, well, kids don't even watch TV anymore. Now kids watch, watch YouTube videos YouTube, yeah. of people watching, watching videos. Watching videos. <laughs> I don't understand that. I don't, I don't understand it. Do you understand, Len? No, I don't. <laughs> Can we talk about the Sword of Omens? Because that was 18 times better than the He-Man Sword. Oh, the, sword of, the Sword of Omens was incredible. Like you could, you could see, like you know, it transformed. You know, like it transformed. You can see, like again, across the planet. And then, like if he was in trouble, it had a little bat signal thing that yeah. went up in the air. It was like the like, only thing I didn't like about neither sword is that, and I know that this was because of the times and and the type of show that it was. You couldn't use the sword as a sword. Yeah, you couldn't cut a person because they wouldn't. This is a cartoon. Uh, they wouldn't let you. Like they barely. <laughs> you, you, you couldn't even use it against another sword. Like you see another sword, they still be like like. Now that I think about it, yeah, yeah. You never really saw another sword. That's because whenever there was sword contact with the sword of omens or what was he man sword sword of power power yeah, sword yeah power was sword of power power sword. I Come thought on. Shiraz was the sword of power. N- uh, sword. No, Lord. One sword of Inter- oh, her, Google. Isn't her, isn't yeah. her he, he man, I think He Man's sword was the He Sword. No, He <laughs> sword. sword. His is the sword of power. Sword I think of hers power. was he the sword of He Man is the sword of power. He-Man and then she's of... the sword of honor. Because she says for the honor of Grayskull. He says for the power of Grayskull. Uh. Well, <laughs> He Man's sword okay. was so nondescript. Like, it looked like yeah, any really. given. Like, if you had a line of toys that had characters that had the sword grip, right? And just lined all those characters up and lined all their weapons up. He-Man's sword could go in any given hand. Like, but yeah. they yeah. sold so, that sword. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which... Yeah. I had Adora's it. <laughs> sword had a gem on it. Right. Yeah. Still does. Still does. Still has her crown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But He-Man's sword also like made no sense because he pulled it out of his, his back. Um, I mean, I I'm, thought he had one. Of the, he I mean, he sheath. had something there, but right. it, it, yeah, sheath there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, but you never saw like, like, like he never had to go get it. He never it had to go get it. it. And he like, would transform, and, and the it thing was would there. be on his back, but you never saw it like across his arms or anything like that. But with uh, with Lionel, the joint was like it was on his hip. You right. saw it. You know, and it, clean it was in, in his little glove. Yeah, it was in the Right, it's like it's clean. It looked, it, it looked boss. You're yo, like, yo, boss. I want that. Yo, you know nice. what I mean? True. Yeah. <laughs> Everything about the Eye of Thunder was like fashionable and functional. Yes, and functional. right, because it did right. sit on his hip, like you say, and it, the, it was holstered. 
the sword was right. holstered, holstered but he could also like a power glove put that joint on like what'd right. you say to me exactly <laughs> what did you say to me exactly man <laughs> without even having to pull the sword what did you say to me like he turned into a pro wrestler if I ever catch you on this planet by yourself again Thundera help me so that's I mean that's why it was the better weapon so it was practical and it, was, it worked and it did so much it did a lot <laughs> sword of omens give me sight beyond sight right yeah, yeah. oh man that was a great sword and like it would curl like around his eyes yes I was like, oh, that's yeah. hot like, yeah he made <laughs> he made the, the sword of power all it did was give him a tan yeah and they shoot late shoot well turn well the turn cringer the turn cringer in the battle oh, cat. They right. put a yeah, hat on him. Put a hat on him. So put a hat in the saddle on him. So it saddled the cat. <laughs> saddled your cat. And gave him heart. <laughs> Don't forget the heart. That's the yeah, biggest part give, of battle. Give cat. Give it cat heart. Give uh, us some pork. That's right. That's um, right. Because he was. Yeah, that's right. Cringer. Yeah. He was a punk. He, he was. A, he was a scaredy yeah. cat. That's right. Exactly. I forgot about that. Oh, Adam, I don't really think this is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Adam, is there any food? Like, yo, we got work to do. Why are you running? Stop it and come back. I don't got time for this. Zap. Let's go. You, you, when you think about it, that is kind of cruel. Like, dude wants to get away. He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> nah, 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 meanwhile, nah, meanwhile, nah, Swiftwind was like, put me in, coach. <laughs> What's good? Oh, we got we got horde battalions? What's what's up? Yup. What's up, though? And I think She-Ra's sword could turn into, or was that just for the Netflix thing? Did her thing eventually start turning into different... Objects because in the Netflix story, like I think that was, I, I think that was on I the Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Remember that because it could be Netflix. a shield, it could be a whip, it could be a mace. No, that was the Netflix series. It that could do all series. types of things. She hasn't yeah. even figured out all the stuff. You should see her because as she's trying to figure it out, it's like she would turn into like a picture at one point, and they were like, "Well, it turned into not a photo, like a picture, like a water." Vase thing. It was. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting that you point to She-Ra. And we've kind of touched on She-Ra because, you know, both of these properties, both He-Man and Thundercats, have been rebooted over the years since their historic runs. He-Man. But He-Man. Actually, yeah, He-Man. Yeah, he no. yeah. It, it didn't last, oh. and it was horrible. Oh, that. Oh, yeah, the, no, the wait, new, no, that new, was Thundercats. The new Adventures of He-Man. I, I do he, not remember. Yeah. No, there was the, and. and, and um, and both of them in their reboots changed the animation style. The, the Thundercatch actually was still a very well animated uh, show. Actually, was to me a better show than the, the original. The reboot? Yeah, the reboot. Really was, good. It was really good. Story wise. The, the, the only problem of it was that it, it you know, in these days, it didn't move toys, so it didn't, it didn't last. Mm-hmm. The He Man reboot, they totally changed all of the animation. All of a sudden, you know, uh, it was like, like, if He-Man was Hulk Hogan in the '80s, the new, the new adventure of the He-Man was Hulk Hogan in the 2000s, like off off the roids, you know, like totally <laughs> deflated, um, and it was just not a good look, and it and it didn't make it. But She-Ra has been rebooted, is now on on Netflix, streams on Netflix, and at least if you know the Netflix powers that be are to be uh, believed. A reasonable hit. The second season um, recently dropped. Um, it's been third ver- season is coming out September. Okay, okay, right. Is August. August. Uh, uh, it's it's been very well received by people that watched it. I watched a couple of episodes. I was like, yo, this is pretty pretty decent. Um, it, I'm curious, why is it that you think that this reboot made it and the others didn't? I think one. 
to me, one of the number one reasons is because it's on a streaming network as opposed to those other reboots. They were on network television or cable television, so they had to buy for advertising dollars, which is why, like, if the toys don't sell, boom, you got to go out. But those weren't even outside of the Thundercats reboot. And even then, Thundercats has since been rebooted after that. Right. I don't know if it actually ever hit the screen, but they were going to reboot it as a little, little, little kid show, mm-hmm. um, which caught a lot of backlash. Why I you- like the second reboot. I wish that would have lasted a little longer. I do, too. I do, too. The well, animation was really nice. Why do we think that she rise Why do you think that she rise is, is, is hidden? Um, I think... To be honest, because a lot more of their productive staff is are, is female. Right. You know, you've got Noelle Thompson, who's who's directing and producing. She's not directing the episodes; she's producing. She's, she's a showrunner, right? Um, and you know, every every episode has a different woman writer or a different woman producer or director, rather, or or both. You know what I mean? Obviously, there's men contributing to the show itself, but I feel like because there are more people in the involved in the creative process that reflect the demographic that it's trying to reach mm-hmm. it's overall a better show yeah um i also think the an- uh the animation style of the characters more fits the storyline because the whole thing about you know when the original shira was out some people had some issues in that she was a very booksome woman who was supposed to actually be I think like either like a teenager or something like that and they were like and eh, it's not necessarily a good look at least there was like a lot of feedback about that and I haven't I mean, if heard that's the that. case then then he man same thing yeah no no true but you know how it is when it's when it's a guy they they don't say anything but there's women they they blow up it it definitely was of its time whereas with Shira I think all of that has been incorporated into the animation style and the character designs yeah yeah I feel like all the way around now again I'm just starting to watch the original Shira episodes for the first time so I haven't dug deep into those crates necessarily but mm-hmm. from what I've been able to piece together in terms of how these individual characters are being rebooted um definitely paying more attention to the fact that you know this is a young woman who is having some coming of age things as well um and you know overall i feel like there's an effort made to make sure that there are people represented in terms of the other princesses right there's definitely princesses of color um there's really interesting they're just you can tell they they're paying attention they want to make sure that no matter where you are uh, in your intersection in life that you feel like you have a, a representation there, there. Um, and the fearless portrayal of Bo and his family I don't know if anyone's caught up on that Netflix um, series but okay so season two is where you ultimately find out more about Bo and where he comes from yeah so I won't oh, okay all right so he saw it too. Those of you who don't know where that voice is coming from, because he's not on mic. Not on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I just feel like overall it's a really good sci-fi show that happens to be based on a, a, a toy monger, a toy machine from the eighties. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, and these girls don't all have the same body type. They don't have the same personalities. They don't have the same views. Yeah. Um, they make references to 80s things so they're playing like episodes they're, they're playing D&D accidentally like they're playing they're RPGing without 
It felt like watching the kids from Stranger Things, them trying to fill out this battle plan, you know? Right, right. Um, so just, just overall, I feel like there's more attention to detail made with this show. Um, and, you know, it's definitely reflective of it. I, I hope that if they do a Masters of the Universe reboot, that they are able to translate it in the same way. I don't know if it has a chance because apparently He-Man wasn't that great of a, of a show. Um, Content-wise, but no, it wasn't. You know, who knows? Maybe but this is an opportunity because yeah, Shira wasn't great neither. Let's right. be real; it might have been better <laughs> then. But so it was definitely like, what am I listening to? So maybe you know, if they pick up the gauntlet from Shira as opposed, you know, like spin He-Man off of Shira. Yeah, you know who who's who's to say? Um, that being said, I don't know if I I don't need a He-Man re- reboot. Um, uh, Shira, I think, is worthy of it, but He-Man, I think, there has been there's been other He-Man-ish type things out there. There's enough of that. You, you don't need <laughs> a return to that. Um, for all, for, I think that's the other reason why Thundercats keeps trying to get rebooted, and He-Man pretty much sits as a product of its time because it is very much a product of its time, um, and. I did see a little bit of revival with Robot Chicken. I feel like that Robot Chicken Skeletor yeah, oh yeah, yeah, might have yeah, pushed yeah, a lot yeah. of people to be like, hold up, do I still have my? Let me see if I can find and yeah. like went out to maybe buy the toys because there's that whole a whole series, right? That the Netflix series, um, toys that that made us wasn't that a part of it? Yeah, he man, the he man, he man was a was a part of it. And don't get me wrong, the nostalgia craze for He-Man will always be there and you'll go to like the toy conventions and stuff like that people will be flocking and buying it and lining it up on its shelves but as far as a return to He-Man to to um, to the television airwaves or even to the movie screens they've been trying to crack the code on doing a He-Man movie for years as well you know a, well a new He-Man movie <laughs> I shall say uh, but they 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 haven't, and I, I got a funny feeling they're probably going to give up. I think the last thing they actually now they went even further back. They're trying to talking about maybe rebooting Flash Gordon for the for the uh, for the movies, which I would be all for. I'm a Flash Gordon. I, I like Flash Gordon. <laughs> I like Flash Gordon. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, all right, so. Just to, to to keep it a little bit in theme with you, Roy and Chanel, mm-hmm. uh, because we do our theming this summer as Saturday morning summers. Uh, were there any Saturday morning cartoons, particularly, that you were fond of in your memory banks? Uh, I think I mentioned this uh, off air. The gummy bears were huge for me. That's. That's probably my favorite one, the gummy bears. Yeah, I was I was Team NBC on Sunday, so it was gummy bears, Snorks, Smurfs. Uh, what else was on NBC? What else was on NBC um, that time? Which, I was I was like almost, Shirt Tales on NBC. Shirt Tales was NBC because um, I remember they had in the comic books they had a little insert like every the, the Sunday, Saturday every, morning cartoons. That's right. And he would tell you all the cartoons that were going to come on in order, and then they had a little Michael J. Fox one to grow on thing mm-hmm. in the corner. Uh, but no, it was all NBC. Those NBC cartoons yeah. they were they were all incredible. I think I think yeah, yeah, all NBC pretty much, pretty much. But I watched everything. I mean, I watched. I was a kid who got up at six in the morning and just started from then. Oh, I used to get up and flipped, flipped around. 
I love getting so, up six in the morning because six from like six to about eight, you'd watch here in Philadelphia. You'd watch. Uh, do you remember Creative Cat? And Minute Mouse? I was just about to say, Courageous Cat yeah, and Minute Mouse, yeah. Minute Mouse, which was created by Batman creator Bob Kane. Really? Yes, it oh, was. Oh, okay. All right, I get it. <laughs> um, and then after that, I would watch Captain Noah, Captain Noah yep. here in Philadelphia. And yep. on Captain Noah, he would play old Popeye cartoons. Right, right. And then you got to, like, your national cartoons. National cartoons, right. And and that's when the fun began. That was like eight o'clock, right? Eight o'clock. Yeah, right. Eight o'clock. Yeah, eight o'clock. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Eight o'clock. Yeah. Well, even though, you know, because Smurfs was nine. If I if I thought hard enough, I could probably tell you the times, which is weird. Um, Smurfs were nine o'clock. You <laughs> Smurfs right. were, no, Smurfs were nine o'clock. Smurfs were nine o'clock, and then the Snorks came on. Yeah, the Smurfs were nine o'clock. They were definitely nine o'clock. Yeah, that was like that was like prime time. Like that was like like first bowl of cereal already done. You're like ready to go. Yeah. Like yeah, get the blanket out. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, if it was <laughs> if it was the first Saturday morning of the season, I didn't have the cereal. I, that's when I broke out the frozen waffles. Oh, and put some, it with peanut butter and syrup. Peanut butter and syrup. Are you yes. freak, you freaking them like? Uh huh. We gotta have syrup on your waffles. Peanut butter. But and peanut syrup, butter, though? I think, is yes. what's giving us pause. You know what Confucius say about man putting? Never mind. <laughs> what? <laughs> I died, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I re- I remember there was another show that I remember that was like Shirt Tales, but it wasn't Shirt. T- oh, it was the Gummy Bears. That's yeah, what Gummy Bears. Yeah. The what gummy- is Shirt Tales? Oh, you don't remember Shirt Tales? No. Oh, Shirt Tales. They were a team. Watch, watch, adjust the intern knows. Oh, I didn't even notice what was going on over there. He's having an episode. Yeah, he is. Oh, having, he is you can tell me. I'm Go, listening. Get, get on the mic, Dante. Get on the school. You get, get on the mic, Dante. School area on shirt tails. <laughs> I was kind of heated because you were trying to give me a hard time about the shirt tails and the kids show earlier, but um, they were animals, and uh, I think it was like a park or a zoo. And they all had different little shirts on them. And then, like, certain powers, they all had, like, there was, like, an aardvark. And he would, like, dig, be able to dig on the ground. There was Bogey, who was kind of, like, after Bo- uh, Humphrey Bogart, who sounds right. just like him. He was a monkey. Remember? But it was, like, different animals, like a, a panda. And while they lived in a park, they actually operated almost like superheroes. Because they wouldn't they fly around and like yeah they had their own little little ship that they all gathered into right and, and they, they would go, fly around and they go around and they'd help people like yep. I don't think they were fighting crime but they were like helping people <laughs> yeah they they would help like little kids and stuff like I think it was like one episode where they had the like a lost kid find her family or something like that yeah but yeah they were cool yeah the show were cool they were dope see I remember all this stuff because I, I think I've told y'all all before my mom was a. Uh, work for Gimbel's. She was a buyer for Gimbel's for the kids department at that time. So she would always get like the lead on all these, like the new toys coming out, new clothes and new cartoons. So me and my, my twin sister, we were like the guinea pigs for all, all of the clothes. It's like, I knew the Smurfs were coming out like a year before. Cause we had tried on all the, the Smurf pajamas, Smurf, uh, t-shirts, all that type of stuff. You smurfed all the Smurfs. I smurfed all the Smurfs. <laughs> I was smurfed out. Like by the time they hit, I was totally smurfed. <laughs> From head to toe. Smurfing. From Smurf to Smurf. Yeah, I was done. I was done with the Smurfs. Um, yes, yeah, so I do remember the shirt tails, uh, and I remember the Gary Coleman show. 
Gary Coleman had a uh, Saturday morning cartoon. Gary show. Coleman had a Gary Coleman. It was the Gary Coleman show. What you talking about, Willis Gary Coleman? Yes. And he basically, because remember, he did a TV movie called like The Angels in the Outfield. So he basically yeah. was an angel in yeah. his in his yeah. cartoon show who would go like save people on this. And he was already an angel, so I, he wasn't trying to get his wings. But this what this and it was called the just, Gary Coleman show. Just doing angel things. He was doing angel things. <sighs> okay. Yeah, that that is new. That I is don't news. remember the show, but I remember this bad guy, this man in this hat and the pointy nose. Oh, I, I can't. I can't. I can't remember that. his name, but as soon as I was like, "Oh man, I know him." I can't and see the picture. And from shirt tails, I actually. Oh, sorry, you moved. Shirt tails. <laughs> I remember. The, I remember the panda. Like, the panda was like the yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember anything about the show, but when I looked, I was like, "Oh, I remember that panda girl with the red shirt." And they were a toy line. <laughs> I mean, we could do one whole show. Maybe we'll do a show this this summer that is just basically toy lines that became cartoons. Shows. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's. I mean, because. Like shirt tails was a gummy bear. I mean, well, gummy bears was a was a candy. Yeah. And they made a cool cartoon. And Smurfs, out of, of course. The Smurfs. Yeah. Um, trans well, Transformers oh, were trans- toys well, first. The, yeah, all those GI Joes the was a, Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, the weekday like that's that's what made them change the rules. Right. Because they were basically thirty minute advertisements yeah. for the toys. That's the whole reason why. G.I. Joe would change over their lineup each year because they had to introduce more toys. Mm-hmm. I did have a lot of G.I. Joe toys. I bet your gun-toting butt did, didn't you? <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't have guns then, but yes, I had a lot of G.I. Joe toys. All his, all his figures were straight. And freaking yeah, all his figures were straight. <laughs> 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 all of them. Yeah, even Snake Eyes. Everybody. So, yeah, I had a lot of G.I. Joe stuff. Bad. Snake Eyes is black, too. <laughs> I had a lot of Ninja Turtles toys. Yeah, I had that too. That I was before GI Joe. I never had any Thundercats toys. I don't know how. I guess we just didn't get them at the Toys R Us. Yeah, the toy, the to- they didn't have a lot of Thundercat you know toys. Really, I, I had Lionel, but they didn't have a lot in the well, stores. Well, they weren't a toy. The, now the Thundercats, they weren't a toy line first. They were originally right. a cartoon show. Right. Um, and the, as big as it was, I don't think they had the toy, a lot of the toys. The toys in the hit, like yeah, it wasn't yeah. like the other He-Man or Thundercats, which is crazy. Or, I mean, uh, Transformers, which think, is crazy. Yeah, because think of the merchandising, right? Mm-hmm. You got Lion, you, you got the it. Eye of Thundera and right. his and his sheath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you had Chitara's staff that could expand. Right. You yeah. Tiger had a Bolero. Right. And the um, yeah, Panther had the nunchucks. Yeah, but then they didn't make weapons for kids like they do today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, my today. daughter has, like, Ninja Turtle nunchucks. They didn't make weapons for kids. You know what I mean? They was mad at Tom and Jerry and thought it was too violent. You know what I mean? That's like, true. Like, that they was did. the outside of the spectrum. So they weren't making the weapons for kids. Okay. But I did have a Lionel figure. It had, had a little Lionel glove. Figure. had the, the sword. The yeah. eyes lit up. It had yeah. a little thing you stick in his back. Exactly. Yeah, I had that. Yeah, that I had one of those. Okay, you know so what? I I'm thinking though, there should have been a big Lionel glove though. I don't think there was. Yeah, there, no, there was not. There, there was, was nothing to like, no, nothing to hold oh, like that. Man. There was nothing like that. No. <laughs> Which is <laughs> exactly exactly Come to nowadays, right? Well, it's incredible that when that reboot did happen, that you know that was certainly in the the day of all of this type of stuff. Why didn't somebody make it? Man, that show was still letting on. What the old? Th- I, you know what's funny though? Watching it though, I felt like. The new, the reboot of Thundercats was they were trying to get an older crowd. That's true. That's it was true. a much, it was more gargoyles than yeah. they had an older yeah. crowd with some with some elementary storytelling pacing. Like every week or every episode, you 
could identify, okay, here's the new protagonist or here's who they're trying to save and here's how we go about saving it. It's a very clear-cut, obvious, like, this might have taken place in a world that adults are familiar with because it's a reboot but these are this is definitely like a kids show oh yeah and yeah. i feel like that is hard as well whereas gargoyles was obviously for an older crowd it didn't try to make it about something that kids could watch you yeah. either was with it or, or you weren't and i feel like reason why gargoyles is so good is because they didn't compromise themselves they for did. the sake of the story whereas i felt like this thundercats reboot was trying to do too many things at once. They, they were trying, trying to serve to, too many masters. They were trying to do. They were trying to be all points of the Disney afternoon instead of the grown kids corner. That's fair. That's fair. And I think that is why Gargoyles is more fondly re- fondly remembered. Um, it as much it's fondly remembered as as it was. It wasn't the big hit of the time right. because it was so more adult driven and because of its time slot. I think like if Gargoyles happened like. I would kill for a Gargoyles reboot, but yeah. it would definitely Keep have all to be- the same voice actors just update yeah. the, the animation. Yeah. That yeah, that's that's one. It's like it's everybody's too still alive. Idea to for too much change because it's like right. if, I think at the very least, if you could get the same voice actors, that yeah. would ease people in, so you still feel like you're with the same people. Oh yeah, you gotta have the like some, certain man, voices that stick in your voices. <laughs> they stick in, like like we were talking about right. with Thundercats. Yeah. Larry Kinney, like I can't hear anybody else as. Lionel, you know what I mean? Uh, Lionel Tribble. Oh, um, whereas with He Man, I don't even know who did that. Right, you don't know who the voices are, right? And who and who cares? Yeah, you know, Um, none of none of the voice acting on He Man or She Ra was particularly really noticeable. Even the the very blatant, obvious character characters weren't. Anything worth writing home about? Madame Raz was more annoying than anything else. Like, girl, yeah. if you can't get your spells together, like, what are you doing? Why are you here if you can't get your life together? That also, unfortunately, is a product of its create the creators of both those shows, Filmation, Filmation, who basically owned Saturday Morning in the '70s and '80s, and then got into the uh, in the syndicated field with He Man and Shira, um, like Eric alluded to. Very low budget animation. They would, if you watch one filmation show, you've seen See pretty much every that. pose, every running scene, every jumping scene. I defy you to put their their Batman cartoon up, up against the Tarzan cartoon. It's the same guy just <laughs> doing the same, the same, <laughs> same one has acrobatics exactly. Um, but because of that, they also you know went cheap on their voice actors. So while they had you know some some voice actors that they would bring in, the owner, the creator of of, of Filmation, Lou Scheimer, whose book I have right here, his story about Filmation, he actually did voices on a lot of his shows. Uh, every once in a while, if they needed just a voice, they grab somebody in the studio or in the offices to come do this voice yeah, that's great. Hey, hey, you with them boxes. Come here, do a voice real quick. <laughs> real qu- yeah, man. Because hey, kid, read this sentence. You're hired. Because the one thing... The, no, you're not. Just thank you. Bye. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The one thing that he was um, you know, running cheap with, he wasn't going to pay for some of the, the bigger names in voice acting at that time. Yamel, Yamel Blanks and, 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 and Dawes. You, you just want, he wasn't going to pay for them. So he was like, yo, I'm, I'm going to keep it cheap. And he didn't want to have one voice get so big 
that they now became so identified with that character that you couldn't have another voice. So that's that was the cheap game, the filmation. <laughs> so you get those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thus, you get Skeletor. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what happens. Um, all right. It's almost time for us to get out of here. I seem to remember, if I'm correct, that Roy and Chanel, you were guests on our show before. Yes. Did you not join the Triple Nation at that time? We did. You did do you remember your triple designations? I, I do. I know she does not. <laughs> I, really bad, I have a really bad memory. What's your what's your uh, triple designation, Roy? Mine is double triple. It's a play on words with basketball and so double triple. Hey, I see what you did. There. I like that double triple. Let's make sure that gets added to the log, Dante. Dante. Yeah, I went on the website. I was very upset. I didn't see my name. You know. Ooh. Well, no, no. To be fair, to be okay. fair, Dante <laughs> is actually in, amongst many, many of his duties. He has been tasked. He is going through all of our archives okay. and updating our log. So he probably just hasn't gotten to your episode right, right. now. I felt, it, I felt some sort of way. He's yeah. been. He's being very. Aren't you being very sorry, diligent sorry, on sorry. it? Right. <laughs> all right. Um. He said, I pay these triple taxes. <laughs> it's my designation. <laughs> so we're going to get it up there. Um, but Chanel, I guess, well, Roy remembers, don't you? I don't remember yours. How could you not remember? You knew I wouldn't remember. I, I, I knew you would. <laughs> she remembers first come on 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but he don't know your designation. <laughs> but he don't know your name. Mm. I know mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, then Chanel, I guess... You have a rare opportunity to choose a new, to choose a new triple designation. But her last one was so perfect. <laughs> it was, whatever it was. <laughs> it fit you. It did. To a T. It really did. I just don't remember what it was. Mm. It was so memorable. And it was so hard for me to do. Oh, you I have gotta to pick, pick another one. one. You got to pick a new one, yeah. That's yeah, the, well, well, yes. Those are the rules. If you want to come back. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Ooh. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Can I be She-Ra Tribble? I don't know. We have a She-Ra Tribble. I say, I think we have a She-Ra Tribble. We have a She-Ra Tribble. We have a Chitara Tribble. We don't have an Adora Tribble. Oh. Ooh. I'll take that one. But I, I can't. I can't. No, I don't think we have an Adora triple. Do we have an Adora triple so far, Dante? Dante is giving the, he's saying no, no we do not so have a Don, an Adora triple. I will take that one, Adora triple. Well, I can't give it to you. It has to be yours. Like, if it's indicative of no, your it's geek. it's she real name. Okay. I mean. It's her birth name. That's, is that what you want? Yes, that's what I want. <laughs> because I'll remember that one. Because it was so hard to get here. <laughs> and, when, and when you earn something, because it's hard to get there, you remember. Okay. So right. Adora Tribble. Adora Tribble. But it's not official. Because you have to take the Tribble Oath of Allegiance. And now, I guess, I, I should say, you need to mean it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So to lead you in the Oath of Allegiance, I turn things over to Emac, the Master Tribble. All right. So all you have to do is repeat after me. I am a Tribble Furry. I am a Tribble True. I am a Tribble Furry. I am a Tribble True. From the way I roll to the way I coo. From the way I roll to the way I coo. So shall it be said, so shall it be done. Welcome to the nation, Adora Tribble. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. Welcome, uh, welcome. Uh, uh, Adora. 
Okay, so let everybody know if they are, are enjoying your dulcet tones here on the Black Troubles and they want to hear more from the Burtons, how can they do so? Well, first, you can come out Sunday, 5.30 p.m., Tattooed Mom, 5.30 South Street, and catch us live with the Black Troubles on a very special live edition of the John Appetit podcast. Again, we have giveaways. We're going to have some, again, the Tribbles and some other special guests and a lot of fun, so come on out for that. But... Otherwise, just check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio. Tune in. Player.fm, Google Play, Spotify. Just do a search for John Appetit, or as Lynn would say, Jean Appetit. And subscribe <laughs> Jean to Appetit. us. And take us with you wherever you go on the, uh, on the go, your iPhone, your uh, MP3-enabled device. Listen to us 24-7, 365. Also, follow us on every social media platform at John Appetit, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Did I get everything? Well done, sir. Thank you, sir. Now, Chanel, can you do the same for Broad Street Line? No. <laughs> they don't let me on that show. I don't, I don't help them out with Celtics that. Celtics fan. No, it doesn't work like that. It's the Broad Street Line, 10 a.m., 106.5. This very radio station, this very radio stream, you can catch us doing our sports thing. Also, again, same social media platforms, same uh, uh, podcast platforms, uh, Stitcher Radio. Tune in, player.fm, the Broad Street Line. Subscribe to us and check us out online at thebsline.com. Nice. Uh, and I invite you all, ladies and gentlemen, to, if you're in the area, on Friday, August 23rd through Sunday, August 25th, the Black Tribbles present Respect, the Women's Podcast Festival. Three days of live podcasts hosted by fabulous women taking place at Amalgam Comics and Coffee House, 2578 Frankfurt Avenue, home of our very own Uncanny Tribble. It's free admission for all daytime podcasts. We're going to have a very special Friday night kickoff. We're going to have late night Saturday night. It's going to be a live concert and drinks and food. And it's all going to be hosted by the Lady Tribbles, the Storm Tribble, as well as the Uncanny Tribble, who will be shutting things down on Sunday with our annual girl show. It's going to be fantastic fun we're going to be live streaming it on air on our youtube channel uh for all of you who can't make it to philadelphia but if you can you want to come and be in the building for respect the women's podcast festival presented by the black tribbles okie dokie any news ladies and gentlemen any other announcements uh, just a happy birthday to Phoenix Triple. Uh, Tuesday was her birthday, and so she's years old. And uh, <laughs> happy birthday, baby! Yay. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm gonna steal that. That was actually pretty cute. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we gotta get out of here. This show will be available for your streaming and downloading pleasure come the morn on BlackTribbles.com as well as on iTunes. Spotify, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio. And any place and every place that good podcast be. Don't forget to like and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and all those social medias at Black Tribbles, including on YouTube. Wherever you find the Black Tribbles podcast, please do us a favor. Give us a ranking and a rating because that really helps people find our show. We are going to go out with the Thundercats theme song. Who wants to sing it? Who wants to sing it? Oh. 
Okay, there are more words than that. Not too many more words than that. Very true. Very true. Um, for the Uncanny Triple, for the Super Saiyan Triple, Intern Triple, Master Triple, Storm Triple, for Double Triple, and for the new Adora Triple. Uh, uh, Adora. And for the Super Triple and all the Triples at home, this is the Bat Triple. And parting, we say, I am Shira. Thunder, 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 thunder